Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. We are in the season of ordinary time after Epiphany, and we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Visit us with your salvation, and sustain us with your gracious Spirit. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. You have been born anew through the living and abiding Word of God. A reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Brothers and sisters, the appointed time has grown short. From now on, let even those who have wives be as those, as though they have none, and those who mourn as though they were not mourning, and those who rejoice as though they were not rejoicing, and those who buy as though they had no possessions, and those who deal with the world as though they had no dealing with it. For the present form of this world is passing away. What has happened to us in our baptism is a death and resurrection. St. Paul teaches that we have been crucified with Christ, so the life we now live, we live not to ourselves, but in Christ to the praise and glory of God. This means that we live differently than those who live according to the old ways of the world, according to the ways of the old creature, according to the ways of sin and death that separate us and divide us from God. In Christ, we have been united now with God, and we have seen the old world pass away on the cross, and we have seen the new day dawn in Jesus' resurrection for us, and the sending of the Holy Spirit to come and dwell among us, and in making us God's people. We have been redeemed from the powers of sin and death, the ways of the old creature, the old ways of the world. And we know, as St. Paul tells us here, that the present form of this world is passing away. It is passing away because God is making all things new, starting with Christ, now Christ's church, and, and soon the whole of creation. And since that is our faith and our hope and God's loving purpose for all of us and God's creation revealed in the death and resurrection of Christ, in light of all of that, how do we live now in this world? This is the question that Paul is struggling with for the sake of the Corinthian church. 
which at this time is a newly emerging sign of God's kingdom, growing up in the middle of a cosmopolitan, sophisticated, prosperous city. So what Paul counsels the followers of Christ in this environment is an awareness of God's kingdom among them, a a life that's dedicated to the Lord, that, that strives for the peace and unity and love for God's people within the church, and individual lives that intentionally strive to bear witness to God in Christ by the way that they live. The reality is that individually we are now members of this body of Christ that that lives and and is here in the world, and, and, and so because of that we are no longer individually members of whatever is going on in this world. And so what concerns Paul is an unnecessarily entanglement, an attachment to the pagan world and its ways, including, of course, all of the social obligations and pressures and customs and, and culture that come with marriage and family, especially a marriage between a follower of Christ and, and the typical Corinthian Greek or, or Roman. In those families, the aims and effort and mission of that family would be lived out according to the sort of normal patterns and obligations of Greek and Roman world, including its civic religious life, which really inseparable. So without putting anyone under obligation, Paul counsels that it is better to avoid that kind of situation, if at all possible, for the sake of devotion to the Lord, for the sake of peace of mind, and yet he leaves people free to act as they see fit. Paul's counsel in this passage may not have a direct application to our life and our situation, but as the world around us has become much more secular, this kind of kind of counsel maybe is is more direct than we had ever thought. But but there is a connection always here that reminds us of whether as individuals or families or households or congregation, our purpose in life is to live for the praise of God's glory and in witness to and hope for God's new creation. We, too, can become easily entangled and caught up in, in both this world's hope of glory and also its emptiness, loneliness, and despair. And that's why we are, are encouraged to daily return to our baptism, to start each day by making the sign of the cross, and beginning each day in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And by this simple practice, and this service of morning prayer is part of that, by these simple practices we remember and start each day by reminding ourselves that we belong to Christ. And as we go out into the world today, we go out in the name of Christ to live for Christ's glory. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us to show mercy to our forebears, and to remember your holy covenant. 
This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the gifts of relationship with others, and for the communion of faith in your church. For who else, for what else are we grateful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for those who are poor, for those who are hungry and homeless, for those who are in need of of shelter and warmth, for the sick in body, mind, and spirit, for the anxious and for the depressed, for those who grieve for people in countries that are ravaged by strife and warfare, and for people who work for peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save this earth from carelessness and destruction, and for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. For who else, for what else do we pray? We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have protected us through the night from all harm and danger. We ask that you would also protect us today from sin and all evil, so that our life and our actions may please you. Into your hands we commend ourselves, our bodies, our souls, and all that is ours, that your holy angels be with us, so that the wicked foe may have no power over us. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the Holy Spirit fill you with new life and abundant joy. And Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve us. Amen.